Hello everyone, we have two very talented, inspiring talents here today, Alex and Arslan, so welcome. Thank you. And today we will be discussing hyper-realistic world in photography. So let's start with like matrix-wise question. Um, what is reality to you and how do you define reality in an age of like social media and internet? Because you know, we live in a social media world and you know, the reality is so much different than real life and social media. So what is reality to you now? Ladies first. <laughs> um, well, reality, let's see, that's such a yeah. broad question. Um, I'm really interested in, well, reality in general, I guess, is what's real to you, and then the, the more agreement you have from other people, the reality becomes more and more certain. Um, but also, I'm really interested in the artificial and fictional side of life, and that relates to the media, the internet, and um, <clears throat> I'm really interested in how people can become other people um, through social media, through Hollywood. Um, my images are very much about um, taking little bits of what's real inside you and trying to um, emulate real emotion um, through an artificial and completely staged universe. So I pull from Hollywood, I pull from social media, also the way that we interact with each other at parties and at social events like this. Um, depending on who you're talking to and how you're influenced by the conversation, you may become someone else entirely, or you may find another part of you that you didn't know existed. So, all of that, it's, it's uh, different, there's many different facets of reality. Are uh, some of your latest exhibitions called While We Are Surfing? And you know, people disconnect while they are surfing. So, uh, but your works filled with like finger trips and you know all this like realistic. So, how do you define those reality world? Well, first of all, I think I mean let's say that we have three levels of consciousness. The first one is it okay? Yeah. Uh, the first one is like we know that we know. Like let's say we know how to read and write. The second level of consciousness, we know that we don't know. That, for example, we don't know. I don't know how to make a rocket. The third one is like we don't know, we don't know, which is I can't even give an example. So that's the blind spot that shapes our reality. That creates the barriers and then you live your life according to that. So you're not even aware of it, you're, you cannot even proceed. So what I'm trying to do in my works is like trying to find out those blind spots. So that's why I'm trying to break the illusions in photography. Look, this is not what you see, there is something behind that. So, so I cannot give a definite answer, like this is reality. It's like a, a frequency radio channel, which is like, keep going on all the time, and then some frequencies are more strong, some of them more well-funded, or uh, some of them are more attractive. And some, uh, it's like you, you're, you're sharing something with your friends, you have that strong point, the frequency level. So, all the fingertips you have used in your uh, works from smartphones, are they like a proof that no matter what we do, we can't escape from the reality? Because they are like, you know, you give some... No, I think it's more, more like it's like some kind of a 
another way of understanding the things like while you're surfing you're completely unaware of those fingerprints mm -hmm. so so while we are living this life we are completely unaware of other things in life so that was kind of a parallel trigger idea to find out those things so I mean, how many people are aware of while they are surfing on the internet they are leaving that kind of marks on the screen so that's that was the idea. So like everything has behind is there are certain dynamics that shapes it, and then I'm trying to find those blind spots. I know it's uh, you're inspired by cinematic conventions and directors such as like Hitchcock, and you took some you know real, real movie clips, stills, his clips, and create your own world. So can you briefly talk about? your creative journey? Well, for, for instance, this photograph, mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> I had this idea that I wanted a crowd floating around in the water. So I went in a helicopter and I shot the Pacific Ocean from the helicopter. And because I wasn't allowed to put bodies in the middle of the ocean floating because <laughs> it's going to be too dangerous. Um, and then I went to a big swimming pool, yeah. and I, I put the the um, the people in costumes. That's my sister over there in the corner. She's, right on the left. Yeah, she's usually ending up in a lot of these pictures. She looks like you. <laughs> she's in a lot of the crowd photos. Um, so if you search for her, she kind of like wears Waldo in the, in the crowd photos. <laughs> so we we have a costume designer I work with for many many years, and um, we have wigs and we have fake mustaches and. We put makeup on the men to give them the rosy cheeks and it's kind of this like heightened idea of um, the character that they already are. I kind of add a lot of color and the costumes and everything, it just gives it a very heightened um, sort of cinematic feeling to it. And so I, sh I photographed them all. We put a 30-foot ladder in the, in the middle of a swimming pool and they were floating around me, these cute little tiny Looks like a movie scene. <laughs> and then I combined the Pacific Ocean um, with with the um, the body. So because they needed, it's very important that they have the real elements were shot in camera of what's happening. So earlier I think there was a picture of the house on fire. It's very important to me to keep these. Um, so that was a, a nine foot house that I had built um, just to burn down and. It, and uh, it ended up burning within, I think, I had four minutes to shoot it. Really? So, and I was shooting with film, so I was just hoping it was all working out. Um, but it's really important to me that I shoot these things in camera because I think that it, um, although I like, I like images to, to feel, to give you something kind of like something slightly off or something slightly wrong with what you're looking at, I don't necessarily want it to be because you can tell it's a, a fake, Photoshopped fire or fake water that I that I used with paintbrush tool in Photoshop. So that never happens. It's all the elements are all there, and it's just a matter of um, putting the components <coughs> together, like a collage or a painter would, in a way. So speaking of Photoshops, you know, Photoshops and filters have changed almost everything, and they changed the way we look at the new photographs. So we don't know what is real or not anymore and so what do you think about the new term of photography after you know in the age of 
photoshops and filters? I think uh, from the invention of photography, it was still that was a manipulation. I mean, no matter what, the digital world just made it easy. I mean, in the, even if I'm, let's say, I'm a war photographer from 1930s, and I'm in a war scene, I'm taking a shot, but you don't know what's before and after, or what's, I mean, still it's, it's a manipulation. You create your own reality. So, there, yeah, there's no, in the first place, there's no true reality. You know, it's like, this is a daily scene in Bosphorus, actually. But with that manipulation, look, it turns into a completely different thing, for example. You know, it's like, so what I'm trying to do in photography is like I'm trying to say that do not believe what you see because it's already in the first place what is real anyways, you know. So that's why I'm trying to make that manipulation and then after that you read the explanation and you say, oh, this is not what I think, this is what it is. This is completely something different. So I don't think there's any definite answer for reality anyways. You know, we have certain perception levels and uh, there's a lot going on. We are not even aware of it. You don't use that much like photoshops or filters in your works, right? I use a lot of Photoshop, but it's it's not to create um, elements, it's to, to move them together. But do you think that all those like judges and photoshops are they kill they kill the reality or I mean, I'm not really concerned too much with keeping things in one specific reality. I'm interested in a lot of realities. I'm interested in the idea of like people's perception of the past, or people's perception of what Hollywood is, people's perception of what a crowd is. I'm interested in, in that idea of it more than the actual reality of looking into a crowd and seeing the real thing. I'm more interested in how this crowd to me looks right now when I go home back to Los Angeles and I remember the crowd and it's gonna look different because we remember things in different ways and depending on how jet lagged I am right now, I'm gonna have some other kind of filter on it and um, you guys might all be naked in my <laughs> idea when I get back to LA. So you guys are almost like a biologist looking through a microscope. So what motivates you? Like, do you disconnect your own reality while working on your own project? Uh, disconnect my own reality, like what you guys understand. It's like I'm inspired with the things in my life, of course. You know, like let's say this is like a a white cube space gallery, an art gallery. I'm, showing my work in an art gallery, but here I, I wanted to explore the illusion of an white cube space. This is not even my photograph actually. I, I appropriate all these from internet, download them. These are from different artists and different venues around the world. And then I removed all the artwork and I painted the walls with white again. But when you look at it, you think that it's an empty space, but it's not actually because I installed my own monochromatic white painting inside that. But you realize it upon a closer look and then you, you see that the perspective lines are not over there. So that's the small trick that gives you that look. This is not an empty space. So in a way, as I said before, it's like trying to break the illusion where everything can be illusion. Again, when I'm trying to break an illusion, I'm not 
trying to say that this is my reality or this is the correct. It's just another possibility of looking at life. So that's that's it. I mean, it's because there's other range which we cannot even signalize it. So speaking of reality, do you think that an artist has always to be out of step with the time? I think an artist can feel all kinds of ways about time and place and I mean I think um, an artist is just needing to be in step with their instincts and how they're responding to life. <laughs> Your turn. Uh, I'm trying to be more, you know, it, time, I don't know, time is an illusion, so I don't know. I mean, yeah. Like, I'm, right now, I think that I'm living right now, but I don't know what is, uh, I mean, the events that has an impact on, in my life, that, that's my motivation, and I'm trying to find out the dynamics behind it. But it doesn't matter. Sometimes you have to look at the history and then find out what happened before, and then get some references, and then put it in a different context, and then create another possibility. Like, as an event that happened in 1930s, you take that photograph, put it in uh, the elements from now, and then it's a different context, and then it makes completely a different meaning then. I have a question for all of you. So just because everyone taking pictures and we are living in a like image world, you know, we don't text, we don't write, we just you know take some pictures and share it to tell you know what we think. And just because everyone taking pictures, could we really say that it's the golden era of photography? I mean, I I hear more that it's um, that photography is dead. <laughs> 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 yeah, I mean, I don't know what is golden era. Yeah, but it's everybody has an access. Everybody can take a photograph, and so it's maybe pushing the limits of photography. And now people are trying to make artists who use photography as a tool, pushing more boundaries. But it's I don't know. I don't have a definite answer for it. I think really, if um, if somebody is making something and people are responding to it, then then that's it's going to stay alive. And so far, I think people are still making pictures with the tool of a camera. Yeah. Therefore, it is photography. Yes. And so photography. And there's a lot of really bad images on yeah. the internet, and 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 Instagram has tons of bad images, but there's also some gems there. And every once in a while I find something and I'm just like, holy shit, I wish I thought of that. <laughs> and that's good. So if you just just because you have to weed through <laughs> just because you have to weed through a lot more images now, um, there's also a lot more people on the planet. So I don't know how we determine um, these percentages. Maybe what um, Mike Figgis said about the quote about the uh, having this the same percentage of geniuses have always existed. So maybe if that's true, then just because there's more people in the world, um, percentage-wise, there'll be just as many. They'll just be just as much of a good percentage of being of having good artists. I just read a review about you titled Alex Berger was born in the wrong decade. Do you feel that way? I feel very happy to be alive right now. <laughs> <laughs>
Because <laughs> if I was born earlier, I'd probably be dead. So. <laughs> no, it's, I, I think um, that that was probably quoted when I was making work that was much more based in, I guess you'd say the 50s and 60s. And um, I've really made an effort to try and make the work be much more spanning across a lot more decades all the way up to the present day so that they feel like they're from the past um, but they also are contemporary to, to the present. So, final question. What kind of image shape your reality now? Like, how can you describe <laughs> I don't know. It's I'm just completely lost on Instagram every day, <laughs> like spending two hours looking million different types of images, and I don't know what a type of image inspires me. I, I, I know some certain type, but I'm trying to expand that, and I, I'm trying to get an inspiration from every kind of image. So uh, there's no difference. But it's a jungle. So no, sometimes you make something from jungle. So you know, it's just like you never know. It's like, I'm just trying to be open as much as I can, trying to expand my range of my selectiveness. Because in any case, there's no reality. Or my reality, let's say, 10 years ago, if you asked me this question, I would say, I don't like landscape pictures. For me, it's too boring. But now, I'm collecting landscape pictures. You know, it's like, it's just different. Uh, it's just like expanding your horizon. The more you expand it, the more you have possibility, and then the more you enjoy your life, I guess, I don't know. Um, what was the question? <laughs> I was so interested in what you were <laughs> So, you know, what kind of images uh, shape your own world now? Oh, I'm, I'm, very, I'm very much drawing from my experiences in life. Um, for instance, the crowd pictures, I don't know how many of the... That was my last big series that I made was about crowds, and it was inspired by um, having to do things like this um, for the first time in my life. Over the past three or so years, I was being asked to speak publicly and travel more than ever, and so I was finding myself in airports and um, subways and the streets of New York with loud noises around me and coming from Los Angeles where you spend most of your time in your car. Um, it was a very kind of, you know, very jarring experience to suddenly being asked to stand in front of an audience and start talking or to be really tired and be traveling through London Heathrow with my bags being too heavy and these crowds coming at me. And um, I just really noticed how my emotional state was affected by the crowds and if I if I was already feeling a little bit lonely or homesick then being around so many people would actually um, amplify that feeling and make I could feel lonelier than I'd ever felt um, being surrounded by people and um, as well as if I was in a, if I was in a better mood then I would just really start to notice all the details of, of the crowds around me like what people were wearing and um, just maybe a man walking by wearing an old suit that he bought 30 years ago and he's, you know, 75 years old now and he's still wearing that same suit and where people might be going and what, you know, just, I started just thinking about all those things just depending on how I was feeling and, um, so my inspiration besides life experiences, also just other artists and movies, like I just saw Mad Max 
It's really good. <laughs> it might be one of my favorite movies um, in the past two years, and um, so now I really that's, that's now I'm really thinking years. about car chases. <laughs> so yeah, you never know where you're going to find your inspiration. Does LA inspire you a lot? Yeah, I would say. Because you know what they say about LA: you just drive and think in the car, and mm -hmm. it's all about driving. It's about a lot more than driving. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you. Uh, so now we have Q&A sessions, and we'll take your questions to Alex and Arslan. Okay, we're getting questions. Thank you very much. Okay. Yes. Is the mic working? Yeah. Okay, so considering you guys are both self-taught artists, what what type of advice would you give me as a 17-year-old photographer wannabe, I would say? Do you more take pictures or do you find 
and your images on the internet? In the beginning, I was taking a lot of pictures, and now I'm not even taking pictures. The, like my last two works, one of them I just downloaded them from the internet, and the other one I basically scanned the iPhone screens by using the scanner. So for me now, it's, it doesn't even matter if I have to take a photograph. As long as I find an image that I can use and put it in a different context, for me it's fine. Okay, so you're, you're constantly downloading images from the internet and yeah. categorizing them and oh. thinking, okay, I might use it here and there. Yeah, but it's not or like... You have a concept yeah. that you, you have a goal, you, you know what you're looking for. Is it yeah, sometimes, but sometimes I'm completely looking at something different and then I get an inspiration. Oh, maybe I can use this image in this context or something. So that's that's how it happens. But that doesn't mean that I'm not taking a photograph sometimes. Maybe I'll go back to old school photography again. But this is now, right now, I'm just because we're in this, you know, internet age and then you have millions, billions of photographs, images every time. So sometimes I say, why should I take a picture? I'm a little bit lazy, that's what I do. For you, have you started taking more pictures? For you, or for me? Yeah. You know, in your own life, like. Oh, I always take pictures. I, I always make my own pictures. Um, but, <coughs> so see, we work, our process is very different. Yeah, so much different. But, um, but in real life, I take very few pictures. I like to enjoy the moment and let it, let it all happen. Because I find, I think it's, yeah, it's just interesting, like, the way people pull out their phones um, to take a picture of a beautiful view, let's say, before they've actually experienced the view first. Exactly. They take the picture first, and they make sure they get the selfie. <laughs> and then maybe they put down the phone and, because I found a lot of, um, a lot of times people will come up to me at openings more recently. It used to be that people would come up to me and have a lot of questions for me about my process and then maybe they would remember if they wanted to take a picture, they would remember to ask me. But now much more, much more people are um, just wanting to take a picture without even introducing themselves. Without even asking me No questions just anymore, just, just the picture. And then, and then they're, I'm like, uh, okay, bye. <laughs> Is your work commissioned or do you uh, organize and finance everything ahead and you know, uh, with your own means? Yeah. How, how, how is that? I just do the, the picture, um, it's not commissioned. It's not commissioned? No. Okay. Um, another thing is, when you, uh, it's a question on both of you actually, uh, when you strip the images out of their context and then bring them completely in a different world, and do you, how, how, how is the, do you already have a concept in your head or is it playing around and, and, and what inspires you? Is it, or is it just, by accident, you just, no, you just, you just uh, do this and that, and then say, oh, this is the best one? Or sometimes by chance, you know, when you're working on something, you might work, sometimes mm -hmm. by chance, I'm trying to do something else, but all of a sudden I discover something and I put it in, in a different way. But generally I start with a concept, and then the rest comes. So that's why, 
for me it's much easier to find a ready-made image. So I'm trying to, you know, I have a certain concept in my head and then I search for it. If I find it, I'll use it. If I don't find it, I'll make it. Where, where do you get your concepts from? My concept is more like trying to make invisible things in our lives visible. So that's actually all about photography also. Trying to make some of the illusions more, look, this is an illusion actually, this is not the way you see it. Son iki soru daha, üç soru daha alıyorum. Önce bir burası, sonra Sorum şu, acaba dedim hangi tip fotoğraflar sizi ilgilendiriyor? Özel bir alanınız var mı? Bir de özel bir soru soracağım. Çok şükürlüyorsunuz. Bu arabada hep zamanım geçiyor diyordunuz. Bu vücudunuzu nasıl muhafaza edebiliyorsunuz? Is that for me?
Hello. I have a question for Alex. I went to see your exhibition and uh, your model is a female. Uh, is her gender uh, is a big effect on her feelings? Is her, uh, is her gender a big effect on the face? Feelings. Oh, feelings. Oh, feelings. oh well, the, uh, the show that, that's up right now is kind of spans uh, the past maybe seven or eight years of my work, and very much in the beginning and up until very recently, I was definitely focused on a single woman in the, in the image. And um, I think it was, I just understand the emotional and psychological um, states that women are in or can be in much more than I understand men. Um, <clears throat> but so I, so I began with the thing that I know really well because I find um, all of that really interesting and complex and um, it was fun to, to show the heightened versions of those emotions that I've experienced. Um, but now I'm much, I'm very much interested in um, in using men and, and showing different psychological states of men too. So we'll see. Thank you. Evet, katıldığınız için çok teşekkürler.